Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You heard these words from Christ our Lord to his disciples. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Beloved gathered here, this is a great and wonderful day of Pentecost, a feast to our Lord and his his promise coming to us in the sending of the Holy Spirit out upon the church. Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, whom we confess to be one God, poured out upon the church. And in that day of Pentecost, Peter preached the word to them that were gathered there from every nation under heaven. They were gathered and they came to hear what they would not believe was the words all being spoken in their own language. But it wasn't just any words. It was the word of the gospel. More clearly understood the law and the gospel that there were things which were prophesied about in the Old Testament that would come to be, but the people refused to believe it. And yet at this time, it was a fulfillment of the words of the prophet Joel. It was a fulfillment of Christ Jesus' own promise to the church. But the people were so hard-hearted and thick-headed, they would not receive it or believe it. But now, finally, here on Pentecost, Peter preaches to them, and he cuts them to the heart. He says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. They did not love Jesus while he walked amongst them. They did not love Jesus as he worked his signs and miracles, showing that he was the Lord's Christ, the one anointed to take away their sins. They did not love always hearing the words of Jesus. In fact, they loved him with about as much love as it takes to give one over to your enemies, to have him crucified at the hands of lawless men. That was the love that the people had for Jesus. Even his own disciples who were supposed to love him with the most turned away and were scattered when he was taken. No one loves God perfectly. And yet, here the words of the Lord are, He who loves me and keeps my word, the Father will also love him. But we have not done it. Do we have yet the love of the Father? How could God give forth his Spirit and tell us that the Holy Spirit is meant to live within us, that our bodies are to be a temple of the Lord when we, ourselves do not love and keep his word perfectly, and so therefore love Christ perfectly. Well, again, this word that St. Peter preaches on Pentecost to all those gathered was a word of both the law and the gospel. It cut to their heart because he called them out for what they did. He spoke the truth. You should love the paths of righteousness that Christ has walked in. You should love to walk them yourselves. You should love to be filled with the righteousness of God and not the righteousness of man. But let everyone know. 
Let the whole house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. You get it? God is the one who accomplished your salvation through the man that you chose not to love. But thanks be to God, he loves you. Loves you more. Was willing to lay down his life and by his innocent suffering and death put away your sins from you. And the Holy Spirit, he would come to the church and bring to remembrance all that Jesus had spoken to the apostles so that when they went out and preached the word of God, they did not preach their own word, but they preached the words of Jesus. And Jesus himself says, the words that you hear that are my words are not just my words, they are the words of the Father. So God is one. Not just in being and essence, but God is one in word of proclamation. So if the Son loves you and sets you free, then the Father declares you to be free from your sins. You are justified in Christ Jesus. But yet we struggle on this side of glory to keep the word of God. Today we received some new members into the church at Saints Peter and Paul, and they had to give answer to questions, as all of you have. I'm going to just give you one of the questions, though you should go back and read them yourselves. Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death. Even to death. To live according to the word of God is a part of the Christian faith. You don't go into the family of God and then go your own way and live according to your own desires and according to your own word. No, you are conformed to the church, conformed to God. Conform to the image of the Son of God, Jesus the Christ. Your desires are for the things of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, is what our Lord says. Why do we do this? Because if left to ourselves, left to our own imagination about what might be good and what might be evil, we will inevitably turn away from what is good and right in the eyes of God and turn toward evil. Why? Because within our flesh, within our blood still flows the poison of sin. We know that we have been baptized and we have been washed thoroughly and made clean. And yet the old Adam that was drowned in our holy baptism still likes to come forth. The old Adam must be subdued by the power of baptism, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He subdues our sinful flesh so that it does not lord over us and drive us to do the things which do not make for peace, but the things which make for the wrath of God. You see, there is a lot that we can learn from the world, a lot not to do. Think about the month of June, for instance. What is this month celebrated by this world, or at least this United States of America? We are supposed to be, according to the world, celebrating pride, arrogance, and sin. The pride to live in the ways which God has told us not to live. 
in the perversions of the flesh. To not live as male and female as he created us, but to live according to what we feel at the time. To not let marriage be between a man and a woman, but to exchange unnaturally, unnatural relations between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. And here's what happens. Because the world is so after a false sense of security and peace, many compromise their beliefs. They compromise their faith in order to have some worldly peace. But this peace that the world is offering is not peace with God. The peace that the world is offering is peace with the devil. Peace with the demons. Because I tell you what, the LBGTQ plus whatever it is, is not coming from the Holy Spirit. It is coming from a spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. So you have to be careful. You have to be watchful sober-minded in this world that you live in because it is treacherous and it is trying to lay a trap for you that you might be sucked in and given over into death and condemnation. Wide is the road that leads to hell. So what is it that changes in the month of June? Check your TV. Check the marketing of businesses. How do they have peace? They fly their gay pride flags. They enter into parades They put in all of their marketing to show how important their concern is for this population, this less than 1% of the American population. They give their allegiance, even though they have no reason to. It's to make money. So while the world celebrates sin, even though the Lord God has reconciled us in his son, Jesus Christ, The world celebrates sin and loves it, loves to live in it. And guess what? If you don't buy into it, they're going to make it difficult for you. For the businesses that won't capitulate and compromise their faith, they take them to court. If you're not doing what they want you to do, what are they going to do? They're going to try and... Boycott your business, take away any amount of money, turn people away, tell them, tell others that you're a bigot and that you hate people. But we have no reason to hate. The Christian church has no reason to hate because Christ has reconciled the world to the Father. We're not hateful. We just know that those who love God keep his word and love his word. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Our hearts are troubled over sin, which is why we will not give ourselves into living in sin or giving encouragement to those who live in sin or supporting those who live in sin. Why would we do such a thing and bring guilt further upon our conscience, trouble our hearts anymore? No, my heart is not troubled because I live in the word of God. And when I fall to temptation, When I'm lured and entrapped by the world, when I give a weak confession, when I could be bold and strong, I go back to the Lord and repent. Because I know the power of the Holy Spirit. When you give answer to those questions as a new member or member of transfer at your confirmation, all of I see you, you shake your heads. Yes, I will. I will live in accord with the word of God and in faith, in life, in deed, 
Be true to God, even to death, rather than fall away. I see you nodding your head, but guess what? You're not strong enough. You're not. The rest of that response that is given is, I will, by the grace of God. That's the important part. Not just your affirmation to it, but by the grace of God. That means you are going to make a place in your heart for the Holy Spirit to dwell. That your body will be the temple for the Lord. That you will confess your sins and repent of them so that you may have the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, the peace of the forgiveness of your sins. And that you're going to pray when you have those floodwaters rushing around you. When your sin seems greater than the mercy and forgiveness that Christ has obtained by the cross. When the tribulations and the persecution that you face in this life seem so overwhelming, you are going to pray to the Lord to help you and that by his grace you are able to endure. Because your heart will be afraid. Why is it afraid? It's afraid of death. Not not just death coming, but everything that leads up to it. Those who may hurt or harm you in your own body. Those who may try to dox your family. Reveal where you live and where you work so that you might be persecuted further. There's a fear over what can happen to our bodies. But you are the Christian church. You are baptized not just into Christ's death, but also into his resurrection. So what do you have to fear? Christ is risen from the dead. You are going to rise from the dead. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Love God. Love God's word. Rejoice in the forgiveness of your sins. Speak the truth of what his word has confessed. And guess what? Our Lord will accompany you through it all. He will make your feet to walk on level grounds. Even when the distress around you seems overwhelming, remember that the Lord is with you. David cried out these words in Psalm 25. He said, Turn yourself to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look on my affliction and pain and listen to this. He ends, and forgive all my sins. That's what Pentecost is about. Pentecost is about the peace that we have in the forgiveness of our sins and how much freedom that gives to us not to live in sin, not to give further approval of sin, but to be freed from those around us who are trying to bring us down with them. We have been freed. And so we look forward to hearing God's word, to letting it rest on our hearts and our minds so that it fills our words, fills our prayers, fills our thoughts about other people. Again, we have no reason to hate the world. We want to see the world saved through Christ. All of those who have been led astray, who have been deceived, we want to see them come to the hope and certainty that they have in Christ. But that can't be had while being a part of the devil's kingdom. You won't have peace there. You won't have peace in the world. Jesus doesn't give that kind of peace. 
He gives the peace that you don't have to work for, the peace that he worked for, that he obtained. It's the perfect peace with the Father that transcends life itself because it goes into eternal life, into the resurrection of the body, into the new creation. We know the way that God has called us to walk in. We know what he has done for us and how he has saved us and brought us this peace. It was through his death and through his resurrection. And so as the church, we need to pray for each other. We all have our moments of weakness where we fall to temptation. We need to pray for the gift and comfort of the Holy Spirit to be upon us and upon our children. For St. Peter was very clear when they were cut to the heart, when they realized what it meant that Christ was crucified for them, they said to Peter, they said, what must we do? And Peter responded, repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the forgiveness of sins, in the name of Christ, and you will receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. This promise is, is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. The Holy Spirit is a great and wonderful gift to us. Because he keeps us in the true faith. He daily and richly forgives us all of our sins. He calls us. He forms such a sure and certain wall and fortress around our faith that when those flood waters come rushing up, whether it's in our troubles over sin or our anxiety and persecution, our fear of death, he protects us in the faith. And he ensures that it stays that way. And so we turn and we pray to the the spirit of our God to fortify our hearts like a city with walls and embankments so that no enemy can rush against it, no water can rise and flood us. We confess our sins rather than hide them. We turn them to the Lord so that the devil, sin, and death has no power over us. Be confident, my dear Christians in Christ, for God's promise has always been true, and it remains true to this day. Stand firm in the word of the Lord. Love God's word. It sets you free. It is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. Fear not the enemies that gather around you or those who speak out against you, for they speak out not against your words, but the words of Christ. And as Jesus has told us today, his words are the words of the Father. So live in forgiveness, live in God's love and call others so that they too might rejoice with us in the peace that Christ has given. In Jesus' name. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.